0: Hey everyone, it's Mike Rickheim. Thanks for joining us for another iteration of the Getting to Know podcast today. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by our Senior Manager of Marketing Services, Dana Burgess. Dana, thank you for joining us today on the Getting to Know podcast.
1: Hello, thanks for having me.
0: Talk to me about your role as the Senior Manager of Marketing Services. What do you actually do on a given day?
1: So I work with our fine paper team um, and I lead the marketing services team. So our design studio and all of our digital efforts and then also work with the team to execute our go to market plan. And then the fun part additionally is that I get to work with different departments outside of fine paper. So um, I work with Kelly and Valerie over on performance materials and tech products and sometimes get to work with um, your team as well.
0: Is it fair to assume, based on what you said, that when we say, quote, marketing services, unquote, we're talking about design, digital, and go-to-market? Is that, is that how you would sum it up?
1: In a nutshell, I would say that's right.
0: So how long have you been in that role?
1: Oh, I, it was a year in September.
0: So we're talking about a year and a half or so. So uh, what have been the best parts of that role besides working with all of those people across the businesses and so forth?
1: I'd say learning more about Nina as a whole. Um, I came from the consumer team. It's kind of in its own little silo. So I got to branch out and learn a lot more about our business, specifically fine paper, but the other aspects as well.
0: So you were in the consumer team before moving into the marketing services role. How long were you in your previous role?
1: I was there for four years.
0: Four years. And so before Nina, what did you do for a living?
1: I worked for a company called Astral Health and Beauty. It's an umbrella company that has skincare and makeup lines. So I started in brand with them, and then I moved moved over to procurement. So I purchased all of their packaging, and um, we were actually a customer of Nina's, which is how I learned about the
0: company. So were you in the greater Atlanta area with Astral, or did you move here for Nina or with Nina?
1: Nope. Um, I was born and raised in the Atlanta area, so um, after sure. college, yep, came back here and have been here ever since.
0: What part of Atlanta were you from? Alpharetta. Like Alpharetta High School?
1: No, um, so I mean, you know, every, everybody in Atlanta, if you're from Atlanta, you're not really from Atlanta, right? Um, kind of right. like Alpharetta with the suburbs, right? So um, I started, um, I'm really from like the Johns Creek, South Forsyth area, so right, right okay. next door to Alpharetta.
0: Gotcha, so born and raised in the greater Atlanta area, where did you go to school?
1: I went to the great University of South Carolina.
0: University of South Carolina. So you crossed the border for educational purposes and then moved immediately back to the Atlanta area or were you in other places uh, in between?
1: Uh, I actually uh, went to Los Angeles for about six months. Oh yeah? Yeah, I graduated in 2010 and I graduated early. So um, I wasn't quite ready to, you know, grow up quite yet. So I went out to LA. My brother lives out there. He had an extra bedroom. So went out to LA and waited tables at um, one of the country clubs there and just had some more fun and then decided I was ready for a a big girl job, if you will. And so moved on home and um, started at uh, Gwinnett Center which is an events venue in the area. Um, Worked with the live events there and then moved on to Astral and then came to Nina.
0: Gwinnett Center, like where the arena football games were played back in the day and hockey and like concerts. I saw Tom Petty there. That one?
1: That is it. Yep.
0: Yeah. So did you leave L.A. to come back to Atlanta or did you come back to Atlanta because the job you wanted was in Atlanta?
1: No, I, I left L.A. for Atlanta. All of my family's still here. So I knew this this was home.
0: With the exception of that one brother hanging out in SoCal.
1: Exactly. Yep.
0: Is he still out there?
1: He is, yeah.
0: So the extended family still all here in Atlanta?
1: I've got a little bubble. So um, I live, I, I don't know if I should admit this, but I live next door to my mom. We are on 11 acres, so we've got a little family compound. And then my grandma's about five minutes away. My aunts and uncles and my cousins also have their own little family compound about five minutes away. So it's not as weird as it sounds, I promise.
0: That would lead to domestic issues in my extended family, I believe, but um, I'm glad that works for you. So tell me about your personal life. So you've got, you got kids running around that family compound or animals or crops growing or what's going on there?
1: I do, I've got two kids, a um, three-year-old and a one-year-old, um, two right. boys. And we we don't have animals, but our neighbors have chickens, donkeys, and goats, and the fence comes up to our property, so we like to claim them as ours sometimes.
0: What are your boys' names?
1: Clark and Copeland.
0: Is your husband from the Atlanta area also?
1: He is from a little town called Risaca. It's about 30 minutes south of Chattanooga.
0: So what do you and all of your boys do for fun?
1: We love anything outside. So lots of hiking. Uh, We are at the lake whenever we can be on the lake. Sporting events, live events, unfortunately not much going on right now, but um, that's what we do. Lots of outside time.
0: That's great. So are you a huge South Carolina Gamecocks fan?
1: I am, yes.
0: For all sports or any sport in particular?
1: Well, you know, I try not to be fair weathered. So I, I do love them during football season still. But you know, my husband is a, a bulldog. He went to Georgia.
0: Ah, uh, well, I, I don't know if this is factually accurate, but it feels like your Gamecocks go jump up and give the dogs a surprise every now and then. Am, am, am I right about that?
1: Oh, you're absolutely right. And those those are great yeah. days at the Burgess house.
0: But For some of you anyway. Yeah. So do the boys um, show an inclination toward their dad's bulldogs? Or are they gamecocks, Or uh, at least your three-year-old Clark, he, he's probably got some, some lean so far, right?
1: As much as I hate it, I let him be a bulldog because I am in full support of some in-state tuition.
0: Fair enough. They taught you well at the University of South Carolina. <laughs> so you mentioned going back to the marketing services gig, you said, you know, there's no typical day, which is Probably a fairly common answer, both at Nina and in the world. You know, a lot of times we just don't get to the things that we thought our day was going to include. What do you see as the primary drivers for your days to be so atypical? What happens in a given day to drive a switch in priorities or focus or whatever?
1: Um, I think that we've got our hands in a lot of buckets. So um, not only business-wise, so we support consumer heavily along with um, B2B and then all of the other departments. So that that helps drive things because everybody's got their own different priorities popping up. And so sometimes we have to, um, something comes from another business that is high priority. We've got to you know kind of adjust and pivot with the other businesses. But then we've also got our hands in a lot of tactics, if you will. So um, from social media to the website to, you know, printed pieces that are going on direct mails, emails. So there's just our hands are in so many different things that at any given time, something new could pop up or become a priority.
0: What's the perfect day at Nina look and feel like for you?
1: For me, it would be after we've done a big launch, because at that point, we're getting to kind of see the fruits of our actions. So for my team, it's it's a lot of work behind the scenes and then for a big launch. And so um, you get to share in the excitement with everybody and then also see the results. So it's really personal. But then on the back end, you get to see the analytics and see kind of what worked and what didn't. And then a geek out a little bit on what you do differently and, and how you'd switch it up next time.
0: On the best day, the best thing that happens, what is that?
1: I think the team that we get to do it with. um, We have got awesome, awesome people. You know, it's kind of cliche, but I I feel like we're like a family. Um, You know, we've got our group checks going on. We're on the weekends. We share fun things that are going on. And we've got what we like to call a a breakfast club where uh, we created it during COVID. And so three times a week, we all uh, get together and have, you know, first thing in the morning, kind of talk about our day whether that's what's going on personally or professionally, um, just to kind of keep it keep it going like we're still in the office and uh, keep the camaraderie alive.
0: What's your favorite thing about Nina broadly?
1: I think the leadership and again, the people. I think that with leadership, you guys are very approachable. And I love that you're interested in uh, what is happening in our day to day. And you're always willing to listen. Um, And then not only that, but You know, you're, you're expecting big things from us. We need big change and and big actions, Um, but you're willing to put your money where your mouth is and support us in order to get there. It's really uh, refreshing and really encouraging.
0: The contrast to that, if you will. So if you had a magic wand and could wave it over Nina and change one thing, what would that be?
1: I think if we could all be together, so not necessarily in terms of COVID, um, COVID aside, I just think that there's such value in conversation and having people together that when we've got people, you know, working from their homes or up in Wisconsin, we miss something. And so there's there's magic that happens at the sales meetings and the marketing team meetings, whenever we're all together in person. And so I I would just love if there were ever a way for us to be together, but...
0: And you're in a unique spot there, Dana, right? Because you work across a very, very broad swath of people, right? It's people, yeah. capabilities, functions. Uh, so, you know, on, a, on a day-to-day basis, I mean, you, you're are you touching what um, marketers, sales, ops, R&D? Like, what groups are you working with most consistently?
1: A lot of marketing. Uh, we work with sales a good bit. And keep in mind, this is from the consumer business as well. So um, it's whenever I'm saying it, it's two marketing departments and two, two sales teams yeah. and, and that we're going with. And then a lot of IT, what, whether they like it or not, I don't know, but we work with IT a lot.
0: If you could go back now with the benefit of all the knowledge and experience that you have, you know, almost a decade later, and give feedback to Dana coming back from LA to work at the Gwinnett Center, who's heading off into her career. What would the advice be now equipped with all this experience and knowledge that you have?
1: Enjoy the ride. I think life is too short. And I think I I stressed myself a lot, you know, trying to hurry and um, get where I wanted to go. So maybe just slow down and and enjoy the day and be in the moment.
0: I think that's great perspective. As you may know, if you've listened to any of our Getting to Know podcasts, we typically like to close out with the same exact three questions of everyone, just to learn a little something about each of these folks. So I'm going to go ahead and hit you with those, Dana, if you're ready for them. Breaking on. First question is, what is always in the refrigerator at the Burgess household?
1: Uh, we always have three types of milk and sweet tea. Sweet tea.
0: Sweet tea. Got it. Makes sense. What's the different types of milk all about?
1: The boys have to have whole milk. You know, it's good for them. Keep them going. Um, And then I prefer skim milk for whenever I'm just drinking milk or having cereal. And then I try to do almond milk whenever it's being mixed into anything. So smoothies or anything like that.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense. Second question, Dana, amongst those who know you well, what would you say you are most famous for?
1: Probably my picky eating.
0: Oh, yeah? You're, yeah. Now you're, you're, you're a girl after my heart. Tell me more about that.
1: You know, vegetables just are not my thing. Um, whenever I go to a restaurant, I normally look for the kids' menu, honestly.
0: I ate corn dogs Friday night, so <laughs> I can understand that. Are your boys picky? Are they showing signs of being picky?
1: No, they're actually pretty good eaters.
0: Yeah. So, last question for you, Dana. What are you most looking forward to right this very moment
1: Besides the bowl of ice cream that I'm gonna have after dinner tonight, we lost my grandpa over Thanksgiving. You know, whenever you start to lose grandparents, I I lost mine at an older age. Um, And so you start to wish that you had more memories of them. And so yesterday I had a photographer come over and take pictures of um, me, my mom, my boys, and then my grandma, I got my grandma to come too. So I'm really excited to get those pictures back and just have them and be able to share them with the family.
0: Good for you. That's a great perspective. And in line with the advice that you would give the younger version of Dana, right? Take it all in and enjoy the ride. So good for you. Well, Dana, I've really enjoyed chatting with you today on the Getting to Know Podcast. Thank you very much for your time and your perspective. I'm sure the uh, Getting to Know Podcast listening audience will certainly appreciate it. So for all of you in the listening audience, thanks for taking the time and tuning in with us today. And we'll catch you again in two more weeks. Talk to you then. Thanks, Dana. Thank you.